from him who loved us and has freed us to be a kingdom and priests to serve our God, my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Dear Christian friends, here's a little song I wrote. You might want to sing it note for note. Don't worry. Be happy. In every life, we have some trouble. But when you worry, you make it double. So don't worry. Be happy. I'm guessing that iconic tune and the rhythm and the super catchy song of Don't Worry, Be Happy by Bobby McFerrin is probably starting to, to rattle around in your brain. And, and let's be honest, we like it. it. It sounds really good, doesn't it? I mean, after all, who, who doesn't want to, to worry less? Who doesn't want to just be happy? The problem is we really aren't. And, and that's not just me saying it. That's kind of a statistical thing. Like the World Happiness Report is such a thing. It, it, it says that every year the United States keeps dropping in overall happiness, even as we, even as we have, have more opportunities, more and more wealth, we are less and less happy. In the, the decade, the last decade, people surveyed said they are less happy. The, the number of people who said they are less happy has doubled. And the overall happiness has dropped by 15%. And that could be because well, people are worrying a lot. And let's be honest, that those worries aren't completely unfounded. It seems as though our, our country's pulling apart, even at the seams, at least our, our government is, or society is, especially if you you see the news, you catch the headlines, you look at the pop-ups on your phone. There's worries that there's going to be a, another housing bubble that's going to burst. You're worried about college, either looking ahead and how you're going to pay for it, or, or looking back and figuring out how you're going to pay for it. Maybe you're worried about your health or about health care. Maybe you're worried about your, your finances or your parents or your kids or your marriage or whether you're going to get married. There are endless opportunities for worry and it's showing itself as more and more people struggle with anxiety ever before in our country. That whole idea of don't worry, be happy, it sounds really nice, but it also sounds almost impossible. Almost impossible to, to realize, to achieve, to actually get there. Because there's just so many things to worry about. But what if it wasn't so impossible? What if there was a, a powerful way, a powerful tool to deal with anxiety and worry and that powerful tool had an even more powerful promise of peace attached to it. Because that's what God does in our, our Bible text, our, our sermon reading, for, Bible reading for this morning for our sermon from Philippians chapter 4 as he promises peace. Take a look beginning at verse 6. God, through the Apostle Paul, says, Do not be anxious about anything. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. This section starts with the words, do not be anxious about anything. 
<laughs> oh, wait a minute, God. Uh, you must not be aware of all that's going on in my life. I mean, how can you say don't be anxious? How can you say don't worry, don't have stress when my life is is just constant bombardment. There are pressures from within, pressures from without. There's so much going on that that we're struggling to, to juggle it all and keep it all going. And it seems like it's all just hanging by a thread that's maybe even starting to fray and it, it could fall apart catastrophically at any moment. How can he possibly tell us not to be anxious or worried or stressed or afraid about anything? Well, let me start the answer to that series of questions by saying, yes, God absolutely does know what's going on in your life. He absolutely knows what you're dealing with. He, he knows how potentially bad things could go. But there are some things that God knows that, that we don't. Like how all of those situations, all those things we're, we're stressing about, all those things that are worrying us, all those things that we're, we're imagining the, the worst possible scenarios for, well, God actually knows how those are going to turn out. There's some other things that God knows that we tend to forget, and that's God's wisdom and God's power and God's love. See, our, our struggle with worry, with anxiety, it's actually a symptom of a much bigger problem, and that's trust. And that brings us to our first takeaway this morning, that worry is the result of failing to trust God. See, that's why God tells us, don't be anxious about anything. Nothing. Nothing at all. Because he says, instead of, of being anxious, everything, bring everything, every situation to me, to him, in, to God in prayer. No matter how insurmountable it might seem, or insignificant and, and meaningless, no matter how, how big or how trivial, no matter how, how far in advance, how early you're looking at this thing that's already causing you fear and trepidation and, and, and worry, or how long ago it was, God says in every single situation to bring it to him in prayer. Let me show you why. See, this is a picture of what anxiety looks like. It's a pretty fascinating picture, isn't it? It's a couple of really blurry, fuzzy pictures or fuzzy colors on a screen. But if you have anxiety, you're probably looking at that and going, is that my boss's like shirt sleeve as they're handing me a pink slip? Is that... Is that the process server handing me the, the divorce papers? Is that, is that, is that, could it be? Oh no, what if, what if? And we begin to imagine the worst possible scenarios. Actually, this is a picture of hands praying. But it's, it's a super zoomed in on one tiny little piece of it of the big picture, and that's really what anxiety and worry are. 
when we become hyper-focused and, and super zoomed in on this one tiny little piece, it causes us to, to think about it, to overanalyze it, to worry about it, to stress about it. And that's why God wants us to, to pray. Because when we pray, he's, he helps us stop focusing on that one tiny little piece and, and to see the much, much bigger picture, the much bigger picture of our, our lives, the much bigger picture of his goodness, of his love. That brings us to our second takeaway. It's that I feel anxious and I worry when I become hyper-focused on just one thing. God helps me see the big picture of his blessings when I pray. And here's what's really cool, what's really amazing about prayer. When God tells us to bring all of our requests, all of our petitions, all of our prayers to him, it's not to make him aware of them so that now he knows about it and he can deal with it. No, God already knows. He doesn't tell us to bring our prayers to him for his benefit. He tells us to bring them to him for our benefit. Because he makes an incredible promise. It's the second part of our, our Bible reading, Philippians 4, verse 7. God says, And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. See, what's the thing when you are stressed, when you're worried, when you're afraid, when you're anxious, what's the thing that you absolutely do not have? It's peace. Right? All of those things, they, they wear on you. They wear you down. They, they rob you of sleep. They rob you of joy. And they, they certainly rob you of peace. What's the one thing that you wish that you had when you were stressed, when you were struggling with anxiety, when you were worried or afraid, it's peace. And notice, what does God promise when we pray? Well, it's our, our third takeaway this morning, that God promises me peace when I pray. That really shouldn't surprise us much. I mean, there's secular researchers, people that have nothing to do or no interest in religion, no interest in Christianity, who who have found that people who pray in a, on a regular basis, that they actually have a, a higher perception of what their life is like, of their happiness, their overall mood and, and view of life is better. And, and even some of them have lower blood pressure. Now, obviously, we don't pray because we want to have lower blood pressure. We do it for, for the, the spiritual benefits, not physical ones, but but if God gives it to us, okay, let's take it. And and really it's those physical benefits are the result of the spiritual one. So how does God give us that peace that gives us a, a better a better viewpoint of life, a healthier perception? Well God says He gives us His peace that transcends all understanding. So when you're worried about something, when you're anxious, when you're stressed, when you're feeling this pressure from, from within and from without, we try to use all of our, 
all of our ability, right? All of our, our knowledge, all of our experience, all of our understanding, all of our wisdom. We try to figure out a way through, around, over, under, whatever this problem is because we just want it to be done. But, but when we're struggling, when we're stressed, when we're worried, boy, we can't seem to, to find that answer, can we? But here's what God says. When we, we take that problem to him in prayer, not only do we take the problem to him, but we take the pressure of the problem. We take the stress of the problem and we put it on God. And God knows exactly what to do with it. And his answer is beyond anything that we could come up with. It transcends it. It surpasses it. It goes beyond anything that we, with our own understanding, could come up with. I read a quote this week that I, I thought is helpful in, in grasping this concept. It, it, here's what it says. To cast all your anxiety upon God, not because God grants every single wish, but because in prayer, God grants freedom from care. God grants you freedom from the very thing that's causing you anxiety, from the caring about all of this, the, the concern, the burden, and the worry. God may or may not answer your prayer the way that you ask, but he promises he will take the burden of fear and anxiety and worry. And in its place, he promises us peace. I want you to imagine for a moment that there was a doorway that, that led to your heart and another that led into your mind. And when you're dealing with anxiety, when you're dealing with, with worry, when you're stressed, well, it feels like that, that doorway has one of those like swinging doors on a kitchen that goes both ways. And, and man, stress and worry and anxiety just come barging through. They come plowing right through and they, they park themselves. They take up residence. They, they aren't leaving your heart, your mind. There's just no getting rid of them. There's no relief. And, and it seems like they just keep, keep piling in more and more and more. But what if that doorway not only had a, a better door, but what if it had someone like this standing right outside of it? This big, burly security guard wearing the, the sunglasses and, and bulging muscles. Okay, it's kind of a, a cartoonish picture, right? But you get the idea. Having someone standing guard outside the door of your heart and your mind, well, that sounds like a good way to stop anxious thoughts and fears from just barging in. In fact, in this verse, when God talks about the promise that he attaches to prayer, he actually talks about standing guard. And his peace is what stands guard. It's way more effective than, than beefy, beefy security guard. Because God's peace is, is way more powerful, way more effective. Because it comes from the all-powerful and eternal God. And he says it will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. Now, those last three words, they might sound like they're a, a bit of an afterthought, right? They're just kind of attached on to the end. Like, you know, well, we, when we pray, we should say, in Jesus' name we pray, and we just kind of do the, that at the end of a prayer. These actually aren't just add-on words or, or kind of tag-along words. This is actually the reason 
that we can pray to God that he hears and answers our prayers. This, this is actually the reason that we have peace with God at all. It's all because of Christ Jesus. Because we have this barrier that separate, separated us from God, this barrier of sin. And God, in his perfect wisdom, said, I'm going to tear that barrier down. I'm going to destroy it. And I'm going to send my own son to do it. And that's why Jesus came to save us, to live perfectly for us, for all the times that we have failed to trust God, that we have failed to live for God, that we have failed to love the way that God loves us. Jesus came to live perfectly, trusting God's plan, trusting the plan of his heavenly Father to save us even at the cost of his own life. And have you ever noticed as you read through some of the, the Bible accounts, the gospel accounts, of how the Bible tells us that Jesus would go and pray? I mean, doesn't that seem like it's kind of a, huh? I mean, he's, he's true man, but he's also true God. And who's he talking to himself? But consider some of the, the times when Jesus prayed. They were, they were some of the more stressful times in his life, in his earthly ministry. Times that, that humanly speaking, because he was true man, this would have been difficult. There would have been pressure, right? Pressure to, to just figure it out on his own. But he never did. Times like the when Jesus fed the, the 5,000, it was really more than 5,000, right? And this massive crowd had gathered and, and they were hungry. And Jesus found a couple of small fish and a couple of loaves of bread and he, he blessed it and, and they all ate as much as they wanted. And there were way more left over in the end. And the people were amazed and they wanted Jesus to become their king, whether he wanted to or not, because my goodness, this guy can feed us from almost nothing. He could make our lives so easy. And so Jesus put the disciples, his disciples on a boat. And then he stayed behind and, and sent the crowds back to their own home. This huge crowd. Go home, guys. You know what the Bible says he did then? He went off to pray. Maybe you're more familiar with that section of the Bible that's just hours before Jesus was betrayed and arrested and suffered and died. And he knew what was coming and he knew who was going to do it. And he, know, he knew how horrific the torture and the payment for sin was going to be. And so in that Garden of Gethsemane, he prayed intensely and repeatedly. If there's another way, let's do that. But if this is the way it's going to be, if this is what your plan is, Lord, I, Heavenly Father, I trust and I'll do that. Or maybe you think of one of his last prayers as those soldiers drove the, the nails through his hands and his feet on the cross and where probably the majority of people would have been yelling out obscenities and, and curses, Jesus prayed in this horrific and, and stressful and, and painful moment. He prayed, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they're doing. 
See, Jesus' perfect life included his perfect trust of his heavenly Father's plan to save us, including those most difficult and stressful times of his earthly life, his earthly ministry, that he would take to his heavenly Father in prayer. And he did so so that he could give his life, so that he could be our Savior, so that he could pay our debt of sin wash us and make us pure and and innocent and holy before our Heavenly Father. He paid for our sins to forgive us, to destroy the power of guilt and fear, and to give us peace. Peace with God. Peace that all of our, our failures are wiped away. And that's what God says he gives to you. When you come and you bring all of your, your, your hurts and your worries and your fears and your stress and you take it to him in prayer, look what he says he gives you. Peace. The peace that we have in Jesus, because of Jesus, through Jesus, what he has done for us. It stands guard for our hearts and our minds. And that brings us to our, our last takeaway this morning. That when I pray, God's perfect peace guards my heart and my mind because of Jesus. See, God wants you and me to have peace. We live in a world that wants to to rob us of it. We have a sinful nature that wants to think we have to figure everything out and take care of all of our problems. And God says, you don't. Just trust me. Trust me. That's why he wants you to bring all of your worries and fears to him so that you can zoom out of the, the fear of that, of that moment, the, the stress of that thing, the anxiety and worry that's eating you up and you can zoom back out and you can see the rest of your day, the rest of your month, the rest of your life so that you can see the goodness of God, his love and his forgiveness and his blessings to you so that you can see you are a child of God that he loves and that you're going to spend forever with him, the God who loves you. So that when you start to feel stressed, when you start to feel worried and anxious, when you start to to zoom in, become hyper-focused on this thing in life, because it's coming, right? It's going to happen again and again and again. What are you going to do? Well, you can either give in and, and, and go with it and, and struggle with stress and let anxiety and worry eat you up. Or you can do what God tells you to do. You can pray. And this morning, I, I have something that I want to give you to help you remember the powerful promise and the powerful tool that God gives you in prayer. What do we call this? We call it a stress ball, right? The idea is that when you are stressed, you squeeze it, squeeze it and squeeze it and squeeze it. And you try to work your stress out on this thing that just keeps bouncing back, right? It, It keeps coming back. But what if instead of just squeezing this ball to death to deal with your stress, you used it to remind you that there's a better way to deal with stress, that there's a better way to deal with 
anxiety, and worry. What if we didn't call this a stress ball? What if we called this a prayer ball? And so this morning, as you leave here, there's a, there's a bucket of these, and I want you to, to grab one or two if you need and, and take it and, and put it on your desk, put it on your nightstand so that when, when worry hits, when anxiety comes along, you pick it up and maybe you give it a quick squeeze or two, but then you use it and you pray. You take whatever is on your heart and whatever is on your mind and you, you put it all on God. And you let him guard your heart and your mind with his peace. His peace that he gives you because you are his child. Because your sins are forgiven in Jesus. Because like Bobby McFerrin saying, don't worry. Be happy. The thing is, though, if you try to actually get rid of worries and, and, and find happiness just by thinking about it, you'll probably actually give yourself anxiety. But you will find them. You will find that happiness in the peace that God gives. When you take all of your worries, all of your concerns, all of your stress, all of your fears, all of your anxiety, and you leave it to him, put it all on him, and you just rest in the peace of Jesus. So don't worry. Be happy because you have the peace of God. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, what an amazing gift you give to us, this gift of, of prayer, of bringing all of our worries and concerns, our fears, our anxiety and stress, and bringing it all to you, because not only do you have the, the perfect answer that we struggle to find, but even better than that, you promise to take that stress, the fear, the anxiety, you promised to take that on, on yourself and to free us from it, to give us your peace instead. What a gift, Lord, that you would give us this incredible peace. We certainly don't deserve it, but we have it because of Jesus. Help us to treasure that peace. Help us to treasure this, this gift, this powerful gift of prayer, and to make use of it not just when the big things come, not just when it's scary and the, the storm clouds of life are on the horizon, but, but to make use of it every day. That we commend all of our thoughts, all of our words, all of our actions, our entire day, our entire lives to you. Because you promise us peace. And we want that peace. And so help us to bring them all to you, Lord. And to know that you give us peace. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.